Welcome to all of our listeners, our regulars, and of course, the new ones that have jumped on board. Today we begin Seder Nashim, and Seder Nashim follows immediately after Seder Moed, so it's a great transition, comes right after it. And in contrast to Seder Moed, Seder Nashim is actually going to be smaller. It's comprised of seven Mesechtas, which begins with Yevamis, then Ksubis, Nedarim, Nazir, Sota, Gitin, and then Kedushin. In contrast to what we had in Seder Moed, it was 12 Mesechtas. And Mishnaya's count, we're actually at a total of 578 that we're on target to complete. In contrast to Moed, where it was 663. So it's a bit smaller, and we'll finish it a little bit sooner. But regardless, uh, we're going to start today, of course. And today we'll just go through the initial introduction describing the order of the Mesechtas in Seder Dashim. It's a cute introduction. And then tomorrow we'll go through the introduction for Yavamis in particular. We'll be starting with Mesechta Yavamis. And the following day we'll begin the Mesechta. So without any further ado, let's dive right in. And... The uh, they bring down the, the Kahati brings down from the Hakdama from the Rambam. And the Rambam explains as follows that Seder Nashim begins with the Mesechta of Yevamis. And Yevamis of Hatan, the reason she's Shrikulahatka, why, why are we beginning with Yevamis? Why don't we begin with Ksubis? Seder Nashim talks all about women and marriage and divorce and all this type of stuff. So the first thing that you do in the marriage process before you're going to get divorced is you have to get married first, right? So why don't we talk about the Masechta of Ksubis, which discusses the Ksuba, the Ktuba, that we use to, to get married. Why are we jumping to Yavamis? Yavamis is, discusses, we'll really see it in the introduction for tomorrow, but briefly, what Yavamis is, and you'll get familiar with the terms, there's a Yavam and there's a Yavama. And in short, what that means is if a person has a brother that, died, that was married, and he died, and he left no children, then the surviving brother has the mitzvah to be meyabeim, to, to take this widow as a wife, have a child, and name the child after his brother to bring the brother's name back to this world. A special mitzvah called Yibam. The man's called the Yavam, the woman's called the Yavama, in a, a Lashon Nekeva. And that's the concept. So this doesn't really have to do with actual marriage, it's related to it, but certainly not what you'd be opening up a Seder with, right? So the, right away the Rambam asks, why, aren't we, why don't we start with Ksubis? Why are we starting with Yavamis? Um, let's see over here. Avonah says this. So let's do this. So he explains that since marriage is something which is a rishus, it's something which is an option, right? We don't obligate a person to get married. Of course, a person has a mitzvah to get married, but we're not obligating them to get married, right? Bezin can't force a person to get married. If he doesn't want to get married, he won't fulfill the mitzvah of getting married. But Bezin can't force him to get married. Whereas Yibam, right, who the man is obligated, Bezin will force him to do Yibam or Chalitza. Yibam is what we just discussed, and Chalitza, again, we'll discuss this tomorrow in the introduction to Yibamis, but briefly, Chalitza is if this surviving brother doesn't want to marry this, his sister-in-law who's a widow, he's not forced to, but he has to do Chalitza, which basically separates him from this obligation, and he no longer has to take her as a wife. It's a process where they remove a shoe and they spit in it, very interesting process. I was actually by a Chalitza um, when, I was about, when I was 15 years old, they're very rare, so, because you have to have someone in this circumstance where there's a surviving brother and the, the, the husband that died had no children. So, 
Anyway, it's interesting to see, and we'll discuss it more tomorrow, but either he's obligated to do yibam or chalitza, take her as a wife or, you know, release her, but you can't just stay in no man's land. So it's therefore, since the basin can force you to do this, nachon v'ra'oi, it is proper and befitting to start the masechta with something which is more of an obligation than something which is not uh, forced upon you. That's how the Rambam puts it. And therefore, we open up with Yivamis as the first masechta in Seder Nashim. After Yivamis, of course, we'll dive straight to Ksubis, which is the Ksuba, the, the document that you know, we used when we get married to show all the husband's obligation to the wife. Um, so that's, of course, going to come immediately after Yivamis. Following Subas, we're going to have Nidarim. Nidarim talks about a neder, a promise. One takes a promise upon themselves. And the reason why it's going to be following Subas and it's in Seder Nashim, what does a promise have to do with, you know, with, uh, with women getting married? So the, the Brambam explains that when a woman gets married, so the husband, whether a man to his wife, whether a father to his daughter, the, the father or the, or the husband has the power to release the promise. If the wife or the daughter makes some ridiculous promise, she says, I'm not going to eat avocado anymore. And she's got to eat avocado. So the husband has the authority to release them from this vow, from this promise. So once the marriage is complete, and the woman goes on to the chuppah and they get married, the husband has a rishus, has the permission to annul her promises. And similarly, a father has the permission to annul his daughter's promises. So since this is a key component in marriage, that the husband has this authority over the wife, we discuss it after Ksubas. Following the Dharam, we'll be learning the Masech, the Naziris. And Naziris comes from the word Nazir, a Nazirite, one that doesn't uh, cut his hair or drink wine, and can't become Tommy, can't become defiled. And the reason why Naziris is asked in the Dharam, because Naziris is also in the category of a Nedar. It's a certain kind of promise that you take upon yourself that you're going to act, you know, and be a Nazir for the X amount of days. And if a woman makes a neder that she wants to be a nazir, the husband could, could, could annul it. The husband could annul it. Therefore, naziris comes after nedarim, because it's also in the category of promises that the husband could annul. Now, once we're done speaking about marriage, that, and that which we're, we, we, we're going to learn about the, the concept of different kinds of nedarim, of promises, so then we discuss Masechta of Gitin, of Gershin, of, of a divorce. Because after the marriage, if the person wants to get divorced, we need to get. So therefore, Gitin will come after Naziris. Um, and after Gitin, we're going to have the concept of a Sota. So briefly, the, what a Sota is, if a man is concerned that his wife is basically hanging out with somebody that's not her, it's not, it's not her husband, then if he has two witnesses to testify that his wife was secluded with this man for a certain amount of time, then we bring her to the base of Mikdash, we give her from the bitter waters to drink, and attest her. If she did a sin with him, then she dies on the spot. It's a brutal uh, process. Her body explodes. And if she, doesn't, if she was really you know, clean, and she was just hanging out with him for whatever reason, then she gets a tremendous blessing. So the Sota, of course, has to do with the concept of marriage. You don't want to be cheating on a spouse. Well, this is actually from the topic of Gerishin, of divorce. Therefore, it will follow Gerishin. They say that if a woman does taka bimazana, cheats on her husband, so, you know, of course, assuming there's going to be the Sota waters, but if for whatever reason there wouldn't be the Sota waters, they're forced to get divorced. They're forced to get a divorce if for whatever reason she's still alive, or there's no base of mikdash to, do, to use the sota waters. So since they'd be forced to get a divorce, Masech uh, the Sota comes after Masech the Gitin.
And then lastly would be Masechta Kedushin, which talks about marriage. And obviously the question is, Kedushin, marriage, let that be, let that be the first Masechta. The actual marriage. We're not talking about the Ksuba, about the Yavam, all the stuff, the actual marriage. Why isn't Kedushin first? Why is Kedushin at all, all its end? Should be right before Ksubas. Should be at the very start, at the very, very head. Granted, you could put Yavamis because of the concept of, you know, the basin can force this person to, to, to do the Yibam process or the Chalitza process. But at the very least, put Kedushin afterwards. Why is Ksubas first? And he explains like this. He explains that the order was built. We're going through the order that's written in the actual Torah. And believe it or not, in the Torah, garish and divorce is mentioned before marriage, before Kedushin. Um, the, the Pasuk says in Devarim, the cuss of a safer crisis, you write for her, write for her a, a, a safer crisis, a, a document to cut her off for a divorce. Vanessa and Beth will give it in her hand. Vyatsev, so she'll leave. And then what? Vahalcha, vahaisla, shechir, she'll go with another man. That's where we learn marriage from. That after she gets divorced, she'll go with somebody else and get married. So in the Torah comes afterward. Then why does it come afterwards in the Torah? That's another, that's, that's a question for a whole other uh, shear. But the, the way the Torah sets it up, Kedushin comes after the Gittin. So therefore, we took the Barav Shemar Vahaisal Ish Acher, Park, Commotion Yeah, so it's the whole Gemara and how we learn this out. But basically, since marriage, Kedushin comes after the the uh, divorce in the Torah, so first we'll put Sota, because Sota is, is, if a woman's a Sota, they're obligated to get a divorce. That's obligatory. And then we'll conclude with Kedushin, like the verse has in the Torah, where Kedushin follows the 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 uh, the Gitten. And with that, we'll conclude the initial introduction for Seder Nashim today, and God willing, tomorrow we'll hit it up with the introduction to Mesechta Yivamas.